That's when we get nude and, and do, the, do the show Spread Eagles. It's uh-huh. fun. You'll love it. I'm Spread Eagle right now. And now, Cheese Wits. Well, is that an organ behind you? Uh, no, my organ's in my pants, Wally. <laughs> but, but what's the thing with the keys on it behind you? Look at that. I could be at a baseball game. Is that when you're like you're at the hockey rink? And you're the music guy. Look at this. Wow, you Look got skills. This. this man can play more than one organ. <laughs> you know what? But I'm better at one than the other. <laughs> I bet he's a much better skin flute player than he is an organist. Ta-da. <laughs> ding ding ding. Exactly. Ding a ding a ding ding ding. So what to hey, do, did, ladies? Did you guys see? Well, you had to have seen the uh, the Secret Service security breach. Mm-mm. What? At the national? You didn't see this? No. What so happened? early? I think it was early this week or over the weekend. Um, the National Security Advisor for the United States of America, a drunk. Walked past the Secret Service, got around them, went into the guy's house. Oh, he, yes, yes, yes. I thought he was He's milling office. around. Oh, my the God. National Security Advisor's house. And the National Security Advisor gets up and says, gets out of bed and says, Hey, you, you need to go. You can't be here. The fucking guy was drunk. How good is this national security, the, the secret service? How secret are they? They're so secret they're not there, apparently. Oh when a God. drunk guy walks into the national security advisor's house while he's sleeping. I feel like the national security advisor also should know to lock his door. You'd think, right? Well, I, I'm not, I don't know that it wasn't locked. I don't know if the guy went in through a window. I'm not sure how he got in the house. <laughs> But how the fuck do you get by the Secret Service? Well, it's a secret, Wally. <laughs> it's fucking. I told you. I told you how, there'd be issues. You wonder how Nancy Pelosi's husband got his ass kicked by a, a wackadoodle. Nobody's home. Yeah, this fucking national. Who are these fucking people that work for the government? It, it, it appears that they're all fucking. Useless. I wonder if that's the same uh, wackadoodle who was outside my house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I've seen and and I. So earlier in the week, um, Jess sent out a pic, a video, or a video <laughs> of a guy who walked up um, to her house, stood not on the steps, but stood right in front of the steps because the dog started barking. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of him looking nefarious mm-hmm. or a video of him looking nefarious. Then he leaves sort of nonchalantly. Mm-hmm. Then Jess comes, I don't know, probably 30 seconds later because he had enough time to go down to the end of the cul-de-sac, turn around. After I saw door. him drive off, I opened right. the door see? to see if he had left a package or something because I didn't. I hadn't seen what had happened. I just knew there was somebody out there. Yeah. And so this guy drives by the house as Jess is going back in the house. And then he stops and slowly, and I mean fucking slowly, backs up and takes a look at your house again. Because he saw me. He saw me down the road from down the road. 
Jess, in a very naive way, says, do you think do you think he's a creep? No, 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 that wasn't me being naive. That was me saying based on the fact that this fucker at the Kroger keeps approaching me. Am I being paranoid or is this a creeper? Right. Yeah. And I don't I don't mean you're really naive. It's, it's a it's a question a naive person would ask. I know you're not naive. But what a fucking creep doodle that guy is. Yeah. That's a worrisome event right there, if you ask me. Uh, yes. What is yes? But then, then you wonder why it's happening. Jess puts her new pic on Facebook looking all haughty haughty with her, 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 just her, what picture is that from, Jess? What is that from? Was, just a regular snap? It was a picture. I... Keep uh, posting the hot pictures, Jess. See what happens. About six years ago, I started, it was, I took that picture on my birthday, which was Thursday. And I, about six years ago, when I, when I turned 45, I started taking a picture on my birthday every year, just as a sort of way to be like, Hey, I'm this age now, and I'm not ashamed to be this age and look at how good I still look for whatever this is. Because I used to be the person who was like, I'm 29 again. It's the 10th anniversary of my 29th birthday. Does this sound like a cigarette commercial to you, Wally? Somebody <laughs> saying, you, you come a long way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just, so that picture, I just took that picture because it was my birthday. So that's what that was from. Yeah, it, it was a good picture of you. Thank you. Yeah, it was very nice. But, but then the creep, I wonder if the creep saw that picture. Well, I, I doubt it. I, I'd be worried about the creep. How I, would the I creep like know the how to find creep. my house from seeing a picture on Facebook? I don't know. My name's not even, my real name's not even on Facebook. Who knows? Well, anybody could take that picture. They can save that picture. They can get the information from the phone and the latitude and longitude of where that picture was taken. No, I have that, that turned off. Well, in that case, it's probably not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I don't understand these guys. I just, I fucking don't, I don't get it. Mm -mm. No. I don't understand it. I, I, I mean, it would be kind of, I mean, it's, it's hard not to think that guy is a creep, right? Right. Even though there may be, there may be a completely innocent right. reason that he was, out there being creepy, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, but we now live in this fucking world where even a guy or a girl, any person doing something absolutely innocuous can appear to be a threat. Well, right? if you're doing the innocuous thing in front of my house, then yeah. Maybe he's fucking selling siding. Who know? I mean, who, really, who knows, right? Yeah, but he didn't. It occurred to me that he was some sort of salesperson that he saw the no soliciting sign and decided to stand there and see if I would open the door anyway because the dogs right. were barking. Right. But he didn't have any paperwork no or clipboard or yet. tablet or yeah. anything in his hand. He had no branding on his clothing or on his car. He had a regular. He didn't have a weapon either. We didn't see a weapon. No, as far as I know, we did not. Yeah, I, I fucking don't. It, it, I, I get it. I know it now. He was coming by to talk about your car's extended warranty. Oh, yes, that's see? probably it. He's been trying to reach me for a while. 
I see. I would be less concerned. I think about that guy if he stopped at the neighbor's house and then the person across the street. Yeah, but no, he didn't stop at anybody's houses no, except he did mine. Not. He did, just at your see out where I live. If somebody came up my driveway, like we see, we don't see anybody come up our driveway once every ten years. We see the people collecting the uh, the 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 counting heads data. No, census. the census, yeah. We see that person, and um, every two years we see anybody who's running for a public office. Mm-hmm. They, they'll they'll come up the driveway. Other than that, we see fucking nobody. And the mail carrier, but fucking nobody. Because I live, but I can't see anybody, any of my neighbors across the street, either side of me. The neighbor on one side of me lives on the other side of the river. The neighbor on the other side lives on the other side of the woods and the stone fence and you just can't see anybody. Mm-hmm. So if someone comes up our driveway, there's something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's one of those two kinds of people where you live, you're in a neighborhood. So it's, it wouldn't be unusual to see people. No, and it's not anywhere, but I've seen, you know, recently there were some people that I'm pretty sure were Jehovah's witnesses that were strolling through the cul-de-sac and I watched them stroll themselves up my driveway and I watched them stroll past my office window. And then I pulled up the video from the, the doorbell camera and watched them get up my steps, see the no soliciting sign and stroll their happy asses onto another house. Like that wonderful the watchtower. That's no. And, and <laughs> that's how it's supposed to work. But yeah. this guy, he stood at the bottom of my steps for 10 seconds, which isn't that long, except it's about five times longer than needed to see a no soliciting sign and realize that you're not welcome there. So that part was creepy by itself. But then when he drove off and then he saw me in the rearview mirror and threw it in reverse. And as soon as I saw him put it in reverse, I went back inside and closed the door real fast. And then he slowly backed up to. And it was slow in front of my house again. I was like, dude, what the fuck? And I was hiding. I could see, I could see, but I was hiding. God, if you had, see, that fucking sucks. Yeah. You're hiding in your own house. Mm-hmm. You're hiding because, man, I, oh, golly. Like, one, one part of me wants to say, Jess, stop being paranoid. But the other part of me wants to say, fucking be careful. And that's what I did say to you. I didn't, I didn't go into the grocery store today. I did curbside pickup. You really did? Mm-hmm. That sucks. I mean, it was either that or drive twice as far to get to a different store. You have to weigh out the financial. Does it cost more to get the curbside pickup than the drive further? Well, no, it was free. It didn't cost any more. The issue, the the problem I have with doing curbside is that somebody else is picking out my produce. And if the thing I want isn't there... Like, they don't say, here are all of the options. They say, well, sorry, we just couldn't find that, so you only have half of your dinner for this week. They're eating some of your grapes, licking them, then putting them back in the bag. Right. And, you, know, go, you know, pop one in the mouth, go, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, why, why is that guy from Instacart walking down the hall with a grape in his asshole? <laughs> I don't understand. 
<laughs> I just don't get it anymore. I don't know. He's making raisins. That's all he's doing. He's just trying to help. He's just making relic. You see, you already got a bad taste in your mouth, Jess. You haven't even had one of the grapes. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even tasted one. How do you know? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Is that a woman? Is that is that a woman thing, or is that just a human thing? Which or does is everybody feeling that way? Does everybody feel? Do people in general feel? Um. Worried about what's going on outside their door like that? Or do they have to? I think you have a legitimate reason. I would fucking not want to be in that I shoe. I feel like pr probably there's some level of concern for everyone or video doorbells and security cameras wouldn't be as popular as they are. But I think it's, it's another level up for women, especially those of us who live alone. Um, yeah. You know, it, it it's another level because... While there are creepy, dangerous women, I really feel like they are well outnumbered by creepy, dangerous men. <laughs> yeah, I, I also think that that part of the marketing ploy of of Ring and and those fun, any number of is is to scare the shit out of people to make them Absolutely. believe they need to have this shit because the world is fucking dangerous. Everything that we, not everything, but a, a, a bulk of what's fucking thrown at us is this shit that says, you need to be afraid. You need to be a scared. You a scared. You need to be a scared. I ain't a scared. <laughs> I ain't scared of you. You need to be afraid. You need to be scared. You need to be vigilant about security. You need, when, when, when factually you don't have to be. Hmm. But we've been convinced that you have to be. Now, are there certain times that certain people have to be? Of course. The fucking wackadoodle at your grocery store, that's a fucking problem. Mm -hmm. The guy standing on your doorstep checking out your fucking house and then slow rolling backwards when he sees that you open the door, that's a fucking problem. Yeah. But in general, we, we, that's fucking just not happening to everybody. And, and, but, but these companies, in order to sell their shit have have made people believe that the world is fucking full of freaks mm -hmm. and pieces of shit and assholes and killers and rapists and uh oh what's at the door who's there <laughs> what's going on i don't like this <laughs> Uh, I don't know why these people are here. They come in on a Sunday now. God damn it. <laughs> Jess, there's somebody at the door with a mask. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Jehovah's Witnesses Watchtower. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't even know what she's barking at. Usually I can hear whatever it is, but. So, so here's what the dogs bark at. So at your house, I know what they bark at. There's people outside, right? That's yeah, but also because Rose's Rose's little dog barks like nonstop when he's outside. So here, when my dog barks, it's because there's a deer in the yard. Um, we've had bunnies visiting the front yard recently, and yeah, my dogs would be off. My dogs would be chasing them like fucking. Well, she crazy. can't get my to the front yard, but um, but she can see him out the front window, and she gets very upset. Oh my my guy, my guys would be. 
just my girl and guy would be out there just chasing the fuck out of those people. Just the fuck. Hey, um, so I, I wanted to ask this because you guys, and, and, and I asked this because of the George Santos thing. We, and it, I don't want to talk about politics. I just want to talk about, you know, he's got these indictments on him. Part of it is about lying. Have you guys ever embellished a resume? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. If yeah, you're not I, embellishing I, your resume, you're not trying. That's yeah, correct. I think I, I've embellished, but but have you ever said like like his stuff is he's gone to a school he never went to. No, he played a sport he never played. Like my embellishments might be, oh yeah, I know how to do. Um, I know really well how to use Excel. Fuck, I do not. I know how to open it up in, in Word. I know how to in Microsoft Office. I can open the motherfucker up, but I have no idea how to do any of those those fucking equations that do automatic fucking adjusting and adding and subtracting and creating and coloring. I don't necessarily know how to do those, but I know how to Google how to do those and then make it make it do, do the thing. Here's something I can't PowerPoint. That's the other thing. Oh fuck PowerPoint. Fucking pop. I can't do it. I was like, do you know PowerPoint? You know these? Oh, sure. I know that shit. I know those programs. I fucking have no idea how to use them. I, I've heard of them. I know what they are. I mean, I honestly, in our business, you can embellish a little bit, but this business in entirety is so small that somebody yeah. knows somebody that knows somebody that worked at whatever station you said you yeah. worked at. Yeah. So you can't, you can't I've, lie too I've, much. Have you unembellished? Your resume? Me? Any of you. Oh, yeah. I've, I've left out places I've worked at. <laughs> well, I've left out places I've worked at because I didn't want people to see how old I was. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh-huh. Because, you know, they want these fucking kids in there that play their fucking Justin Bieber and shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not that guy, but I can program the fuck out of your radio station. Yeah, that, that's same here. Yeah, yeah, it's, I have not, outside of my first maybe two jobs in radio, I never got another job by using a resume. Every other job I got was because somebody knew me. I mean, because, I've, I've gotten jobs, I've gotten a lot of jobs because somebody knew me, but I also had to have a resume. I've gotten a lot of blowjobs, but hold on. <laughs> that's the a only job I've gotten That's a different a podcast. No, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe for, uh, for cheese wits after dark. Yeah. <laughs> That's a subscription service. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just push the button on top of your TV. It'll come on. <laughs> right. We'll come on later. That's, that's when we get nude and, and do the, do the show spread Eagle. It's uh-huh. fun. You'll love it. I'm spread Eagle right now. That's why the camera's. Ah, <laughs> uh, I just got a really bad taste. I might've, I might've just a little Did bit. Throw up in your mouth a little bit. Yeah, a little bit might have just came up on me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have not embellished that much that often, but I guess I have. But at some point, you are good enough. You don't fucking have to embellish anything, right? Mm. You would think not. Unless, you know, unless you're going for something outside of your main focus and you're trying to get, trying to get that. Wow, that, that was me coming back. You're trying to get that next big management kind of job, but it's a, it's a different kind of management, mm-hmm. and you're trying to show right. that you can equate. You can equate uh, managing, and I don't th- I don't know if people understand managing radio people is a fucking hard managerial job because most of the time you're managing people who are underpaid, 
not very not very experienced in what they're doing, are um, not very experienced as as a workforce, and you're trying to convince them to do shit that normal people just would not fucking do. And work longer hours, work for less money, work without without having time off, work without benefits. And they need their hands held in a whole different way than I think the general workforce because you're in there for the ego boost. Well, yeah, and and, and it's also it's 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 a lot like acting, right? It's very very personal. It's very very internal. It's 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 a tough gig if if you're good at it and you're doing it live and you're doing it as a profession, it's a tough gig. There, there is a lot of ego involved. There there is a lot of fucking feelings involved. So so that there you constantly need to tell people they're doing well, they're doing good, they're doing a good job. You That's why have- I wasn't a good manager of people. I mean, I would tell people they did well, they did a good job, but also I I I just expect people to do their fucking job. Like, don't come to me crying Um, all the time about your shit. Just do your fucking job that I hired you to do. Her management, you know, I mean, I don't know whether you've been, you've never been on the receiving end of Jess's management, right? No, no, I never have been. I've been on the receiving end of some of Jess's hire. Her, uh, her management style, um, Jess, now tell me if I'm talking out of school here, but Jess's management style is, oh, good, good, excellent. You know, you sound great today. Turning her head to the other person in the room, you fucking fuck. <laughs> might have happened maybe once. Maybe. Might have might have happened twice. Might have happened with two different people as I was sitting there petrified of this woman on the other side of the console. Who's you yelling, were never petrified of me. Shut up. Me? Oh, God almighty. I, I was more petrified of my ex-wife. She <laughs> thought I was trying to fuck you for some reason. I'm like, honey, no, no. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a definite issue in radio, right? Oh, absolutely, because you know you fuck everybody in radio, right? Right. That part because because of the uh, because it's an artistic fee, uh, career, and there's a closeness. You have to fucking be really close, especially if you're doing a show together. Exactly. You have to be very close, and and you have to fucking trust your partner. If you're doing a morning show. So fucking much. You have to, the trust has to be incredibly strong or else you, you are not going to be good at it. Mm-hmm. You are going to suck. Mm-hmm. And whether it's, it's whether no. it's a, a guy, whether it's a, uh, a guy, girl match, a guy, guy, girl, girl, whatever the, the duo or trio is, the trust has to be fucking unbreakable. Yeah. And, and not everybody wants to play penis sticks. Sorry, Jess. No. But it's just, you know, nothing that, you know, that never, never even crossed my mind with 98% of the females that I worked with. Okay. And the other 2% fucking home run. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you remember that girl that came up from North Carolina, Jess? For me about 10 years ago, that girl, Kelly. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was, that was the home run. And she had the Carolina lilt. She, uh, she, no, she was actually from, um, Pittsburgh, uh, no, Philadelphia, oh. Philadelphia, but she wound up working in North Carolina. Savage move. She actually replaced my ex-wife on the air in Charlotte. Wow. So, divorced from the ex-wife. I went to Charlotte to fuck her replacement. That's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> but it, I think, I think that is a tough part of being in 
that in in the profession right because because of that bond and that trust that you have to have to be good at it and it can be trying i think if your partner if your if your life partner at home is not trusting and is not sure of themselves mm-hmm. that, that's a bumpy fucking road and that might be i know very few radio folk who have been married um the entire time that I've known them that have had the same spouse for year upon year, upon year, upon year. I only know a couple of them, Mm -hmm. you know, not, not many at all. Everybody on this call has been divorced at least once, right? Yeah. No, not me. So you did stick with somebody. How about that? So two thirds of this call has been divorced at least once. (laughs) Yeah. My my, my second divorce I'll give to you. So you'll have one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But, but most of the folks I know too, I'm like, I'm like you. Probably seven out of ten of radio folks I know who are married have been married two or three times. Yeah, and mostly because it's just a, it's a, and not because they were screwing anybody, just because their partner didn't understand the dynamic required. Well, yeah. but I had a partner that did. That's the problem. I mean, the first wife was on TV, second wife was on the radio. They both absolutely you know, knew what the schedules were like, what the demands were like, all that bullshit. And it, it still didn't work. Yeah. Cause there, there were times when I used to not get home you know, when Jody and I were first together, I found out Jody was pregnant with, with, with Cheyenne at about two 30 in the morning coming home from work. Hmm. Right. And, and I worked the morning show. That's the way it happens. But yeah. I did a night gig. Also, I would do the, the morning show. Then I would do my, the programming and blah, blah, blah. And there was, I'd, I'd run home and pick up the kid from school and then Jody would go home and then I'd go back out and I'd have a, a, a road show or a club night or because you don't fucking make enough money. So you're doing other stuff. Right. To, 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 to make the two ends meet. And, and, you know, God love her. She knew, she knew what this fucking schedule was and she, she hung in there. You know who they said, uh, my friends, the other friends in radio, you know who you need? You need to find a nurse because they understand the hours. They wind up working 24 hours straight. They understand. So I find this nurse and this, oh God, she was beautiful. Her name is Nicole. I'm still friends on Facebook with her. And she came to the bowling alley a couple of times. And she's like, oh, it's so nice to you know, talk to you here and you know, get in your environment. I say, yeah, this is just bowling. This isn't radio. It's a little different. And we're getting along. We go out to dinner. Next time she comes to the bowling alley a third time, my friend Randy picks her up. And I think they've been together since then. <laughs> my friend Randy picks yeah. her up. Randy picks her up. Look at, look, at, look, at, look at Jessica. Did you change? Oh, Jess, I thought it looked like you changed your shirt when you went to get the dog. No. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's it's the it's the logo on your chair that I saw. The logo on so the you chair. hold on. So were you confusing Jess's shirt with the logo on the chair when she was gone? I did for a second because she got up and 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 there's a little, it's a little swishy thing on the back of a, an infinity oh. sign or something on the back yeah. of her chair. Okay. She, has lo- she has a different logo here. Yeah, relationships are hard in this business. Yeah, they, they, they really are hard, and and almost everybody we know has been through more than one marriage, and. And the other high volume thing is alcoholism. Yep. Is 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 a high volume thing in this in 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 the radio broadcasting business. It's true. And I think it's probably the same in television. 
Oh, it absolutely is. Absolutely. Alcoholism and, and drug use in general. Because it used to be part of, it used to be part of the business. Right. It was part of our culture. It's what we did. We got cocaine on the in in a CD, you know, container. Absolutely. That that was absolutely part of it. And or record people would come into town, would come into the station, and they'd be bringing fucking weed and they'd take you out to get drinks, all trying to woo you to play the fucking whatever piece of shit record they were toting. I used to believe if the alcohol was free, I had to drink all of it. Yeah. Because I wasn't yeah. I wasn't making enough to buy my own. So <laughs> If the alcohol was free, I'm drinking all of it. Yeah, see, so, so for me, had I come home drunk from something like that, my wife would have fucking hammered me with a well, a fucking hammer hammer. Mm. If I came home hammered, she would have fucking hit me in the head with a hammer. Yeah, because because the the, the responsibility. So it was pretty strong with me the responsibility to have the, the, the there were kids. Yeah. And, and and my wife would kick the shit out of me. Oh. I, I, you know, without having kids, it was great. But Julie, oh, my God. When I get home plowed from either the bowling alley or um, a radio event or, Jesus Christ, just because she was a bitch and I was sitting downstairs and came upstairs plowed, I would never hear the end of it. You know, fucking marrying a teetotaler. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch the Larry David show? I, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you God's honest truth, and and Jess, I wish you had met this bitch, but Julie was Susie Essman. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's <laughs> not good. Like, so I'm sitting down in a restaurant. Me and Ed Rodriguez sitting down in a restaurant, and Ed's got his his girlfriend there, and I get in the booth with Julie, and we were running a little late. So she looks right at Ed and says, you know what your fat fucking fat fucking friend fucking did this fucking time? Ah! Oh, yeah. Totally oh. And I just sat there and was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The pussy's good enough. I can take it. I can ah. take it. Pussy's good enough. Wow. Oh, man. We yeah. um, we were just watching. Uh, um, I wanted to bring. We were, we were We were just watching the new Super Mario Brothers movie. Because the nine-year-old granddaughter wanted to watch it, right, and, and came up for dinner and stuff. And it the funniest thing, one of the things we noticed were, you can't have villains anymore. The villain is in here. The, I don't know what the fuck he is. Wampa. Filet of fish with no tartar sauce. Yeah, and, he, the, and an unsweet tea. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I, did I not mute you? Shit. <laughs> sorry. No, that's that's. Uh, fuck it. We're doing it now. Uh, yeah, that's enough. That's enough. Okay, you the first Thank you so much. Pull up the first window. Hey, look, my, my, my habits have gotten better. I, I have not had... I had an episode last week. Okay. And when I say an episode, I talked to my doctor Thursday, and he said that, you know, he's surprised I'm alive. Did you have a seizure? No. Um, but you know how my stomach's been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And how everything else has been, just with the head and the COVID part XXI or whatever the fuck we're doing. And um, I was at the bowling alley last Wednesday afternoon visiting my friends. From, Hi there. My friends from Canada. And um, they were, um, you know, just bowling along. And I, I just didn't feel like it. I got this sharp pain in my stomach. Okay. And the bowling alley to the house is four minutes. I couldn't make it back to the house to take a shit. Okay. So I go inside of the sheets. Wally, you know what a sheets is, right? 
Yeah. Okay. So I go inside of the sheets and I'm sitting on the toilet taking this exquisite dump or what I thought was going to be an exquisite dump. Okay. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I start sweating profusely, just sweating, 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 sweating. And the pain is so intense in my body. And it was so bad that uh, I wiped up and then laid down on the floor of the handicap stall. Wow. Just trying to cool off because I was just, the sweat was just pouring out of my body, just pouring. And like a light switch, it turned the fuck off after about 25 minutes. I'm like, what in the fuck is this? Honey, you're in menopause. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I laid on the floor of the sheets, Wally. For 25 minutes? For well, it was about 10 minutes on the toilet and 15 minutes on the floor of the handicap stall. Wow. Thank you. And I was like, oh God, oh God, this is how it's gonna end inside of a fucking sheets in goddamn Middletown, Maryland. This is what's gonna happen. And like I said, turned off like a light switch. So I'm like, okay. I don't know what just happened. I talked to my doctor the next day and they, um, they were trying to put me on new medication because insurance didn't cover, um, the new thing that he wanted. So I'm taking just the old stuff. And he said, you know, I told you you needed something else and you're treating your body like shit. I'm pretty sure that was a diabetic attack and you were sweating, getting rid of all the toxins in your body and shitting. And then once your body felt it was okay, it just turned off. So stop being an asshole. I don't want to be a pallbearer at your funeral. What? I I said, okay. (laughs) Nice bedside manner, number one. But, you know, number two, I'm like, okay, this is it. So last Wednesday, I stopped drinking sugared soda. Totally just like a light switch. Turned it off. I have had water, um, unsweet tea. And I've had like Propel water and Hint water and that sort of shit. Um, some Gatorade Zero, and I've had. Uh, I fucking hate that Gatorade. No, I love that stuff. And I had a pint of, um, not a pint, whatever the, the the small thing is of um, skim milk. And other than that, I've been eating reasonably okay. I'm going to get through this week of sugared sodas of not having them, and then next week I'm cutting out uh, the following week, rather I'm cutting out fried food, just getting rid of it. And if I can cut those two out plus white bread, I think I'll be okay and I'll get my numbers manageable again. But it literally scared the shit out of me. Literally. Well, it fucking should have scared the shit out of me. It sounds like your doctor knows you well enough that that he's using – is it a he or a she? It's a he. he. He's using plain language with you, mm-hmm. which, which, which I like. I like when a fucking doctor – when someone you're counting on to give you the real fucking skinny – you right. use plain language. Give it to me straight. That's yeah, all. Get, just fucking use the plain language. Just don't fucking pull punches and try to, you know, <clears throat> not hurt my feelings. Hmm. And he, he did. And if I can stick with this, I'll be okay. God forbid another family member dies. Then I'm going to go in the fucking barrel and probably, you know, do a countdown to death. Yeah, because this is a different sound than you had three weeks ago when the doctor told you, stop eating fried food, stop doing this, stop doing that. Well, he said, fuck him, it's my life. I'm going to do that. I never truly believed I was diabetic. Never truly believed it. I've never had a good doctor until this one for the past year. And he's just gone on and, you know, giving me pills and stuff because that's what I've had. Until I had the blood test a few weeks ago, I didn't realize how bad my numbers were. Okay. I just thought, okay, I'll cut out fucking sodas for a little bit. My numbers will come down. Everything will be okay. Hey, hey, hey. Well, that didn't work. 
So now I got to get serious about this. So I, you know, plan on inseminating the girl and having a child. Oh, fuck so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. whether there's any ink in the pen, I have no idea, but we'll see. This <laughs> asshole just pulled right out in front of me on 194. I think I'm going to ride his ass and pull his hair. What the <laughs> fuck, dick? <laughs> so what did you just get? A fillet of fish? Yeah, fish play a fish, and I'm just gonna eat the the fish. Um, I don't like their chicken, but I just needed something. I've eaten nothing today. So can I tell you, fucking, the fillet of fish is my favorite McDonald's food. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna get it, and because there, and I and I always get extra tartar sauce because I don't know why McDonald's does not market and sell their tartar sauce in stores. It is the best tartar sauce, bar none. Of all oh, yeah. tartar sauces sold in stores, the McDonald's tartar sauce is fucking fantastic. Potential client, McDonald's. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, my dad was the cheapest man on the planet. And so I grew up believing that going out to dinner was McDonald's. But also, we were not allowed to order anything other than the, at that time, 59 cent cheeseburger or, or 59 cent hamburger or 69 cent cheeseburger, period, the end. And anybody who knows me knows that I don't believe pickles should legally be allowed to touch other food. Bullshit. And back then, you could not ask for a burger with no pickles on it. You couldn't special order any part of your food because- as my father would angrily point out, they're going to make us sit there for 45 minutes and they have to start all over again from scratch. And he would get so mad at me because I did not like their burgers because of the pickles that you couldn't not get. And you couldn't just take them off because you could still taste that they were there. I still feel this way to this day. So can I, can I, I want to just have a second and go back to that. That's such a great thing your dad did because that's so fucking different than people today who, I want it without pickles and I want it this way and medium rare that hamburger and do this with the bread and fuck you all. This is I the way we make it. This is the way you get it. You do whatever you want after we give it to Therefore, you. Therefore, I didn't want to get it. Every week I learned something. Yes, because you're, it's clear, Jess, absolutely clear that your father was my mother. I don't know how they could be the same person, <laughs> but somehow they are. <laughs> So so you get this delicious hamburger. So I would not get the hamburgers. I would always ask for the filet of fish and my that it would like drive a, my dad insane because that would be like a dollar 29 or something. God, and he would be so one? mad at me because I wanted the filet of fish. You were a gold digger back then? Yep. <laughs> you know how much the fucking thing was? This this, this fish sandwich here was 4.89. Oh my Christ! No French fries, just a sandwich. Nothing. No, I don't want to. I don't want to inundate with fried food. I just happen to want the fried sandwich. So yeah, mm. nothing, just a sandwich. Man, oh man, yeah, it is my favorite of the foods. I when so when I was a kid and I I, I had also extremely cheap foster parents at the time. This is how ours got. There was three of us, brother sister. Actually, there was four of us. One was their kid. And then there was myself, my brother, my sister. We each would get a hamburg. One small fry that we get to share, the three of us. And one drink that we got to share, the three of us. 
and and invariably it would be an orange soda. Their kid got whatever he wanted. Mm -hmm. We fucking tormented that poor kid. We fucking hated him so much. And it wasn't his fault, none of it. No. But they treated him like the fucking, you know, the, the next in line for the throne of assholes. Now, my parents, my mother used to order for me. Okay. And I didn't get a choice. And I, you know, I think that's where my hatred of onions comes from having to eat those slivered onions off a of McDonald's hamburger. And she would just order whatever. I told you now, the younger autistic brother that died. Yeah. He would get whatever the fuck he wanted because he was verbal, but some of it was, you know, weird shit. And then, but he'd say what he wanted. So we're driving to Disney and my um, brother's sitting there and he says, how about McDonald's? And they're like, oh, Andrew's so good. And they pull over and they get him McDonald's. And I decide that, wow, that's interesting. So about 45 minutes later, how about McDonald's? Oh, Andrew, of course. So they go and they get him more food at McDonald's. About an hour later, I'm hungry. So I whisper in his ear. I say, how about Burger King? And he says, how about Burger King? Oh, Andrew, of course. <laughs> so I stop the car and I'm like, this is the best fucking thing ever it's like so you it, had a charlie mccarthy exactly so <laughs> another hour down the road i say McDonald's. and andrew finally learning what this game is looks up front and says McDonald's. <laughs> and my mother turns around and says andrew what christopher you son of a bitch and just just beat the shit out of me i mean there are still scars on me from that beating in the back of a 1977 grand marquis station wagon mm -hmm. oh man and i fucking deserved every bit of it no goddamn doubt but no it, no you didn't you fucking learned the curve i learned the system but hey you know the system you're taking advantage of someone oh god it's my brother come on it was just a fucking mcdonald's not like i had him go count cards at a goddamn casino with dustin hoffman for fuck <laughs> <laughs> yo yeah we 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 fucking coming up like that we we, we when we would like when we go out to get ice cream um We'd go to the, it wasn't a Dairy Queen, but the equivalent thereof, a Dairy Queen. He would get whatever, hot fudge sundae, what, whatever he wanted. Us, baby comb, twist. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I want fucking real ice cream. I don't want this bullshit. Well, you took what you, took what you could get. It was, it was kind of weird growing up that way, but lots of kids grew up that way because lots of kids were broke. So the big thing to do, I, I grew up, there was a place near us called the Dresser Hill Dairy Farm. That's when you used to get glass bottles of milk. These people, this, this farm delivered milk in the glass bottle. They delivered you eggs. They delivered uh, butter, cream. Um, and uh, at school, we drank out of those pint glass bottles. As you should. And, and in, the, in them, there was a wooden nickel. If you know, you know what the wooden the wooden nickel is that little wooden about the size of a half dollar that sits in the paper cover, mm -hmm. hold it in the bottle. If you saved five of those, you could get a free ice cream cone at Dresser Hill Dairy, which was fucking fantastic. And don't you know that I used to steal them from the other kids in class? <laughs> of course you did, you fucking bully. Of course, I'm not a bully, a sneaky. I was a sneak. 
I, just I would take them. <laughs> I would take those wooden nickels and and uh, and and hold on to them and uh, get free ice cream myself because you had to have enough of them and only if if I if um, I needed one five for at least every kid in the family or else we wouldn't go. So it would take me probably two weeks to get 20 of those wooden nickels because I wasn't hitting kids on the head. I was sneaking their wooden nickels off their desk. <laughs> you know, bottles, you could have hit them on the head. Right, bro. <laughs> yes, because I, I, had, I had the fantastic Speed Racer metal lunchbox mm-hmm. with, with, a, with a heavy little um, thermos in it that you'd have for your snack milk. Yep. You see, you you had the good stuff. When I was young, when I was getting good stuff. Well, yeah, because when I got into first grade and you had to start bringing your lunch or take the 80 cent cafeteria food with fucking, you know, a little thing of chocolate milk. Now, mom would pack lunch occasionally when she wasn't half in the fucking bag. She'd go ahead and she'd pack a lunch. But the lunch boxes, literally, it was that year that they started turning into plastic instead of being. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so, yeah, because those metal ones were good weapons. Oh, Absolutely. they were fucking you know, awesome. You know what the plastic ones were? It just screamed out, pussy boy. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it could say G.I. Joe on it, but right under it in small print, G.I. Joe, pussy boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you got the one that looked like the purse. Yes. Like the half dome one. <laughs> that was the bad one. You didn't want the little dome one. It looked like a you know, the modern day purse. You didn't, you definitely did not want that one. Okay. You guys, are we on for next week? Yeah.